It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch Race Fans, presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced, white-knuckle racing. Just cross the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. We're going to do a one turn again today, so don't forget to uh, head over to Quaker Steak and Lumen Council Bluffs for their 16th anniversary all week long, all-you-can-eat wings, plus specials on boneless wings and uh, so much more. It's over at Quaker Steak and Lumen Council Bluffs. Not just a Tuesday deal. It is all week long as they celebrate 16 big years of uh, serving the metro area. That's Quaker Steak and Lumen Council Bluffs, the official watering hole of the front stretch. And I looked, and it does look like they're still doing their other daily specials the rest of the week also. Good to hear. All right, then. Um, the Trunk or Treat, a classic car show mixed in with a safe environment for kids to trick-or-treat going on October 12th at Quaker Steak and Lube. And then uh, one that I am personally excited about, Frunk or Treat. It was officially launched earlier this week, and uh, it is a Tesla-themed uh trunk or treat basically and uh i we're i'm sharing it out to all the tesla groups that i'm a part of all the tesla uh friends that i know and uh, if you guys want to come down and see all of the uh the great uh, teslas that are in the metro area there's quite a few of them and a lot of different types there's plaid models there's i mean i've got the basic model three but uh there's all sorts of them and some that are a little bit tricked out as the kids say uh, it's going to be a cool event, and uh, I can't wait. And uh, I'm excited to get a couple of bags of candy and hang out down at Quaker Steak and Lube. That's going to be October 28th. Uh, so a couple of events coming up for Quaker Steak and Lube. Again, October 12th is a Thursday night. That is a classic car trunk or treat. And then Saturday, October 28th, is a Tesla frunk or treat. Follow Quaker Steak and Lube at Council Bluffs for more details on how you can get all of that and uh, and make sure you're out there on time and so on. Can I give you some advice on the front or treat? Sure. If it's possible, buy candy you don't like. <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> that's a great that's a great rule for anybody that is uh that's buying uh, uh candy for uh, for for Halloween. <laughs> Definitely don't buy like the miniature Snickers. Yeah. Cuz I know the kids won't get any. Yeah. Uh, almond joys for me i seem to be on an almond joy kick lately yeah it used to be snickers y'all had a snicker almost Mm -hmm. every time we recorded in the studio yeah i'm like a cat i i have my phases but they switch about every uh, couple of months um all right should you want to do headlines or preview the race saver nationals uh well let's get the headlines out of the way and then we'll go look all righty matt de benedetto announced on Wednesday that uh, after he put out a statement on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, said, after careful consideration, I've decided not to return to Rickley War for the 2024 race season. Very thankful for the part for being a part of the team's tremendous growth over the last two years. We've shared many accomplishments together, such as the team's first win, making the playoffs, six top tens in a row and much, much more. I'm thankful for the opportunity 
Ricky, uh, Rickley, War, Curtis, Willie, Chevrolet, and all of our partners have given me these last two years and have believed in me. I'm looking forward to what the future may hold. As of right now, I do not have any plans for 2024, but I am exploring all options in all series. Thank you to my dedicated and awesome fan base, as well as NASCAR and the whole industry for uh, being able to help me make a career out of what I love to do. Now, is it Rickley or Rackley? Uh, I see Rackley. Did I say Rickley? Yeah, you said Rickley. That's why I was asking. I was pretty sure it was Rackley. Yeah, Rackley. Sorry, I don't follow the truck series uh, nearly enough. So it, it these teams down there just um, – I'm not familiar with them. I, so I apologize for that. But <laughs> You were reading it, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't yeah. <it> from memory. <laughs> I thought I said Rackley, but – I also thought I said uh, Valentino's on Saturday night, but I think I lost 20 bucks to James in a bet. So we'll see it, it, That's an insider joke, but uh, anybody that was at the racetrack on Saturday night knows what I'm talking about. Um, what is Matt DiBenedetto, Matt DiBenedetto got going on? It, it sounds to me like he's just not happy with that team and has decided to leave and explore other opportunities. Cause it certainly no. doesn't sound like he's got something lined up. No, it, Obviously, he can't say that at this point, I don't think, because there's a couple rides open, you know, with silly season going on. But I'm going to say he's probably back in a cup car. But, I, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know. But that's what I'm guessing. And I'm guessing he's just saving face, saying, hey, I got nothing going on, you know. But I'm pretty sure he's been talking to some people. Um, and obviously, any – any driver in the truck series that got a, a chance for a cup ride would definitely take the lead. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm just kind of surprised because uh, the way he worded it uh, is um, to me, it's, it's one thing to, um, I don't know. This just doesn't feel like he's got something in the works to me. Cause I don't think you leave a contract when you've got something in the works, you better damn well have something signed. I mean, that, that's just smart. That's not a requirement. That's just being smart. Uh, you don't quit one job and, and hope that another one just lands at your feet the next minute. These things take a long freaking time to come about, especially when you're talking about the Cup Series. I just think there's a couple opportunities out there, and uh, I think he's a decent enough driver. I think he's got mm-hmm. good experience that one of those rides is going to be his. That's just the way I look at it. I don't know what the stipulations are on his current contract. He might not be able to sign anything else until his he's you know turned his last lap in that truck. Yeah. But it obviously gives Rackley plenty of time to get somebody else in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, speaking of contracts, Danny Hamlin talks about his contract renewal with Joe Gibbs Racing and 2311 Manufacturer Update. Uh, it, it, this does feel different than than uh, the the Kyle Bush situation, doesn't it? Well, I was going to say it's got a lot of Bush written all over it in my mm-hmm. book. Um, it it kind of feels to me like maybe FedEx is maybe trying to get a better deal, uh, not pay as much for Denny, and and Joe Gibbs may be in the middle of the negotiation process. And as soon as that contract falls, then then the rest of it will fall. But uh, it just doesn't feel like we were seeing the 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 careful fro- phrasing uh, centered around is he going to be racing or not? Well, I just look at the fact that 
he is as wearing an owner's hat. He's got a lot of time that he used to be able to give to a sponsor and give to Joe Gibbs Racing that he now probably spends with 2311. Yeah. And like you just said, you think FedEx might want to pay a little less for his time because he, they're getting less of his time. Yeah. And maybe they've got metrics that show they're getting less return. Um, you know, shipping costs are obviously through the roof. Everything's more expensive these days. Maybe they don't have the disposable fund funds to be able to sponsor him for as much as they have in the past. So maybe Joe Gibbs is scrambling to try to find the fill in the rest of the gaps. I really think this is a, uh, a incomplete sponsor issue. And we've seen it in the past. Joe Gibbs racing is not willing to fund a team, um, a car for much more than a couple of races. Cause that's an, that's an expensive proposition. Well, yeah, it is. Uh, um, and just to kind of go in that direction, um, our friend infield, Jen had made a post this past week uh, with MB, MBM motorsports. Uh, Carl long is uh, looking for a driver to commit and bring his checkbook for the full 2024 season. The minimum in that checkbook um, to run the complete schedule is 1.3 mil. Wow. Now, I mean, that's only like 30 or 35,000 a race. So that's not, you know, a full complement of tires or anything like that. Yeah. What were we, uh, we did some rough math one year. Uh, what's a tire bill for a, for a cup series team at Kansas? They, would they well, get 14 no, I, sets? I don't know because. I don't know because since everything's, you know, yeah, gone up so high in the last couple of years, when the tires were twenty four hundred a set, you know, I think Kansas they get eight sets at twenty grand basically, you know, just for tires. Mm-hmm. You know, but that could very well be doubled now. You know, and some tracks they use more tires, some tracks less tires. Um, obviously the tire thing has changed, especially with cup, because they do a lot less practicing than they used to i think in the on the cup side i think on the the minimum scale you're probably over two million yeah you know and that's just uh you know to do the rick Ware pretty much run in the back that's why they get so excited if they get a top 15 finish or something because of you know doubles or triples their payday right it puts a lot of funds back in the war chest you know along with the along with the driver because i'm sure all their drivers are working on a percentage yeah. Uh, coming back to the Denny Hamlin deal, he was uh, he was talking on Sirius XM and there's a quote here that I've been reading while you were talking. And I think it sheds a lot of light uh, on, on what you're talking about, too. Um, when asked, uh, do you intend to be back at Joe Gibbs Racing in 2024? He says, I intend for sure. That's what I want. And I think it's what Joe wants. Uh, there's a lot of factors that are out there, both mine and in his hands. And again, if I didn't own a team, I think this would be done by now. There's just a lot of different factors that play into it and whether we can get it done or not. And you hope that it, that this is uh, that this late in the season that everyone puts their best foot forward and to compromise and come up with the right deal. That's good for everybody. Uh, and that was, uh, I believe on Tuesday that that was posted. Um, that kind of sheds a little bit more light on it. It, it you know, it kind of sounds like they're, they're not, well actually the the thing that kind of sticks out to me is that yeah he acknowledges that if he didn't own a team he'd probably have this deal done by now because only 2311 complicates things with 
the contract as far as what he can do, how much time he can spend, what he can share, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. And then um, he basically acknowledges that we got 10 races left. And and if this deal falls through, he could be in a real pickle next year. Well, I guess not really a real pickle because he could just go drive a third car out of his uh, out of 2311, but um, that would make things a little bit more stressful for him for the rest of his career. Well, that means they'll have to figure out where the funding was going to come from, or I'm sure some of it would probably still come from FedEx, but, uh, you know, because if he didn't have Joe Gibbs, I'm sure he's fairly tied up with FedEx and FedEx would say, Hey, you know, well, we'll come over here for this much money, just like we were at Joe Gibbs and we'll do whatever 15, 20 races, but we want all the time we got before. And he would have the extra time available at that point. Yeah. It'll be so, interesting to see what happens. Uh, they are getting fairly close, fairly uh, down the season to, to make this announcement. And, you know, we've talked a lot about having these contract negotiations looming over a driver while they're trying to compete for a championship. Uh, I, I think they're going to be, they're going to be working hard to try to get this done as soon as possible so that all the questions and all the interviews can stop centering around. Are you coming back to Joe Gibbs racing? Right. Exactly. We talked about it with, I think it was at Harvick. We talked about with, uh, or not Harvick. Uh, uh, who just signed that? Uh, Martin Truex. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, with him that with Martin Truex that, it's just it's never ending, and it, it even if it it weighs on you an ounce, that's an ounce less that you're able to give your focus to to racing. And I'm sure these guys would just love to get uh, get done with uh, this contract and and move forward and have something set in place. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think everybody involved probably would. Yeah, but my my issue or my guess is, is just like you said, it's probably a sponsor issue. You know, and they don't want to spend what they've been spending. So I saw a uh, tweet from, excuse me, an X. God, I hate that. Uh, from uh, NASCAR's first alert, Lee Spencer discussion with PRN. Um, Stuart Haas Racing may be interested in selling one of their charters, currently a, a four team operation. And, um, is uh, is potentially going to be dropping down to a three car operation, or at least have three charters and maybe a fourth car here and there. Uh, that's the first part I want to talk about with this. Is that um, that we've always known, well, we not always known, but we've heard for a while that owning one team and then adding a second team doesn't necessarily double the cost of your operation. Uh, what was it we saw? It, it adds about a third of a bill to the to to the total operation. Well, I think it was between a third and a half because you you don't have all the the brick and mortar stuff. You still got you can put two two teams out of most of the shops. You know, some shops, some of these low budget teams have a you know a one or two car little shop, but uh, even most of the uh, one car teams, when you get up to the cup level, have a shop that's big enough to probably run two or three cars out. Yeah. You know, so you don't have to pay rent and all that kind of stuff, you know, which really helps out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and you don't have to hire a hundred percent more guys. Uh, you can get a, get, you know, these guys to, to multitask back in the shop, which probably saves you a ton of money. If, if you're working on one car, just go ahead and work, do the exact same thing on a second car. And uh, and and get a little bit more uh, productivity out of those guys. 
Yeah, um, you can do the same same with the engineers. Mm-hmm. You know, over in Hendrix, Hendrix probably got two or three engineers that are available for each car. Yeah. A small team, say Rick Ware, running two cars 90% of the time, might just have one engineer for both cars. Yeah. Uh, so, 2311 could be exploring to purchase charters. This might, again, fold into uh, the Denny Hamlin conversation we were just having. If things fall through at Joe Gibbs Racing and he needs to, to a ride for 2024, they could purchase a charter from Stuart Haas Racing and all of a sudden they're set to go with uh, with uh, Denny Hamlin having a fully chartered team. Yeah, but I'm still in the fact that with – did they have a full car field anywhere but Daytona 500 this year? I don't I don't remember seeing one. That's what I'm saying. So why do you need to spend what they're estimating at over 20 million? Why do you need to spend that right off the bat? Why do you need that charter? I, I my gut tells me it's for the extra money cuz you get paid better as a charter team. Yeah, but remember we sat down and tried to figure that out when we had this conversation about a year ago for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah. You know, we haven't heard nothing from him this year about, you know, putting a cup team together. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think that there is a financial uh, benefit for those guys to have a charter uh, again. And it's another one of if all of a sudden there are more cup series teams and there are full fields and those guys have a bad weekend, they've got a fully sponsored car, but no starting position. So there's an insurance yeah. policy there with your sponsor. But then the other one is I, I think it does uh, help you pay off the bill of a charter a lot quicker when you've got the charter and, well, and we pay for the operation. We but, figured it last year with junior motorsports. It's yeah. it's like a five or six year deal. Yeah, but I, I think like it, 20. it's 20 million is probably too much. And, and that's kind of where um, where junior uh, backed away from it is that he insists that if that if he's coming into the cup series, he's got a charter, but 20 million is probably just a little bit too much. Well, what they say that last one, didn't they estimate that one at 23 million? The last one, 2311 bought. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's what that one came from. And didn't they buy theirs from, uh, was it Starcom? I think so. And there was a bidding war going on and, uh, I think it ended up at 23 billion or million, not billion. Uh, Adam Stern of Sports Business Journal estimates that 2311 paid Starcom Racing about $13.5 million for its charter. Mm, I was thinking it was more than that, but that, I, that could be right. I do I a lot think, of numbers, so. I think we got that $20 million number from Dale Earnhardt saying that he was told by a team that in order to purchase their charter, it was going to be $20 million. And, you know, it's, again, it, it's all about if what people are willing to pay for it. So right now the, the charter is actually charters are actually worth what the last one sold, which was again, what Adam Stern is reporting and nothing's confirmed, but it's been reported at 13 and a half, but you could go out there all day long and say, my charter is worth 20 million. Nobody buys it. It's actually not worth anything. <laughs> well, but that's, that's what I'm saying right now when there's absolutely no need, Junior could go out and start his cup team without buying the charter. Mm-hmm. And he could probably go out and you see how successful he is in the Xfinity series. If he put a two car team out there, they'd be both cars would be top 20 or maybe top 15 cars every week. You know, they'd be an elite car, probably get a win or two. Yeah. 
in the first year. You know, wouldn't surprise me a bit. It's just and just with his name, he's going to bring in so much sponsorship money that the charters would would come fall right in his lap. Yeah, there's something that we're missing that no one's talking about. If it's an a backdoor conversation with NASCAR that they're insisting teams have these charters or there's just some sort of factor. Cause if, if 2311 is interested in purchasing a charter, we know Dale Earnhardt jr. Wants to purchase a charter for junior motorsports to come up into the cup series. Why are these guys still insisting before they make the move up into the series that they, they have a charter. I'm, I'm agreeing with your point and just saying, what are we missing? What, what are well, we not hearing? I don't think we're missing anything because, like I said, Junior hasn't mentioned it for a year. Junior didn't say anything about coming to Cup this year. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe he he was his own worst enemy with mentioning it. Uh, it might have driven the price of the charter up. It could be. <laughs> if I know Dale Earnhardt Jr. is out there trying to purchase a charter, I'm charging Dale Earnhardt Jr. top dollar because I know that he could he could probably pay it. Now, if it's the reverse and it's Rick Ware Racing, you know, I'm pricing that charter based on what I think they can afford. Yeah, like I said, I right now, and just as I said last year, I didn't think a charter was that big a deal. The economy isn't where it needs to be to bring in four new full-time teams. I mean, over this economy, Rick Ware went from four teams to two. Yeah. Um, the only new team that I see coming in and that I see – that would say, hey, Tony Stewart, here's your check, is uh, Trackhouse. Yeah. SVG is going to be in a car next year. You know, whether whether NASCAR is going to make him since, you know, 99%, I think, well, maybe all the stuff they do over over where he's from, you know, across the pond is uh, uh, street racing, road course type stuff. So, you know, he doesn't have a Daytona in his background or anything like that. So they might make him run an Xfinity year. Yeah. Another part of this uh, Lee Spencer's recap uh, with their discussion with PRN was that 2311 may be switching to Fords, obviously currently with Toyota and uh, their deal, which could put another wrinkle in this whole thing that if one of the factors that is holding uh, Denny Hamlin up from getting his contract with Joe Gibbs Racing is that Joe Gibbs is uh, privy to the knowledge that they may be considering a move to Ford. Um Who's who's you say is considering moving to Ford? Twenty three eleven. Oh, uh, see, that's one thing I haven't seen or heard. So yeah. the other one is that uh, the third team, uh, twenty three eleven, could possibly be in discussions with Zane Smith. So uh, just these four bullet points: Stuart Haas Racing looking to be selling, potentially selling one of their charters. Twenty three eleven is looking to buy. Twenty three eleven is looking to switch to Ford, and they're also discussing with Zane Smith. There's a lot wrapped in those four bullet points. That came out in this uh, in this post. Yeah, there's uh, one more bullet point that's coming out of the Charlotte area. Yeah, and that is GMS, who came on like a ball of fire and went straight to the top of the truck series, is shutting their doors in the truck series. They haven't had an Xfinity car for a couple of years since Spencer Gallagher got suspended on the use of narcotics or whatever the hell he was doing. He, fa he failed the drug test. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and of course now daddy's gone and spent a bunch of money becoming 51% owner. 
in Legacy. Uh, yeah, now it, Jim Johnson is a partner, and Richard Petty is now a very small partner in that outfit. It, it's an unfortunate turn of events because, like you said at the beginning of that, they they came on like gangbusters. And oh yeah, they, they were they winning left it. and right. They they had they were they really laid a path for how you come into a sport and and really don't take a, a gentle increase in, in getting better and better each year. In this, they they came in gangbusters a lot like Trackhouse did too. Yeah, I think their fourth year, I think they won a title, fourth or fifth year. They didn't wait too long, and, and they've got a couple championships now. And um, I mean, they took a, a very smart guy. I mean, somebody I've actually met back when I was doing you know, my deal up the bigs, uh, Mike Beam. And uh, uh, basically made him operations director. He was in charge of everything in the shops and at the track and everything else. They had... Uh, uh, Omaha's own uh, Tommy Ackerman, mm-hmm. and I believe Tommy's still with them in the, in the capacity. Of, I think he's now the competition director, but he was one of the engineers and their head shot guy and did all their wind tunnel work. Um, uh, and I've got some friends that I worked with that were officials back when. Um, my actual supervisor, Kenny Shook, has been a fabricator with GMS for, I'll bet, eight or ten years now. And uh, his wife, who was with the scoring department with NASCAR, has been in their office. And that's where I first heard, before I saw news that GMS was closing, she had made a post about getting laid off. They've already been cut, even though there's eight races left or whatever this year. Yeah. You know, they probably have enough parts and what. They probably don't need a fabricator. You know, I don't know how many people are there, but... uh, you know, they got a pretty good shot at winning another truck title this year. I hope this doesn't distract from all that. But, you know, there's going to be a lot of people opening, uh, looking for work. Yeah. And in, in an industry that uh, isn't um, hurting for work, um, there's a, it, it's going to be tough for those guys to find a job. Hopefully, uh, Tommy Ackerman can find a, a, a good job and uh, continue his success in the series and um, continue oh, that banner. I mean, his resume's, you know, plenty good, and he's been doing it for gotta be getting. It's not too far from thirty years for him. Yeah. So, All right, uh, let's move forward. You got anything else for uh, like NASCAR and, uh, around the national series? Uh, no, except we got Darlington coming up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, preview that after we preview uh, this weekend at Eagle. You okay, okay with that, or do you want to just go ahead and preview it now? Yeah. I just figured we'd do the NASCAR stuff and jump to the local. And All right, let's do that now. Let's just go ahead and preview it now. Uh, take a couple of minutes, and we'll just get her done. Uh, Darlington, Sunday night on USA Network. Uh, it's going to be a 5 o'clock green flag drop in uh, Central Time. So get your picks in on time for the Rick Havenridge Pickums Contest. And that reminds me, I need to do the reset. So by the time this publishes, that should be done. Um, coverage uh, will be, again, on USA Network along with uh, MRN and Sirius XM. Practice and qualifying will be on Saturday starting at 1135 and uh, they'll do that in a giant group uh, or sorry, in a a two hour window, about a two hour window. Uh, And it will be broadcast on USA Network and the NBC Sports app. Again, that's on Saturday. And then uh, once again, Sunday, get your picks in on time for the Rick Havenridge Pickens contest starting at six o'clock. Find out what Rick can do for you at rickhavenridgeadvice.com. This weekend at Eagle. Uh, is there anything going on at Eagle this weekend? Oh, yeah, the Race Saver Nationals. 
It must be. I mean, they had tech day today, so. <laughs> uh, and I want to talk about that. A really cool deal that Lighting Motorsports is working with um, all teams that pass pre-tech inspection will receive a uh, 40 gallons of free methanol VP racing fuel as a part of coming out to the, uh, to the racetrack or coming out to the race saver nationals and competing. I think Roger and Racine and everybody at Eagle and, and uh, that's involved with the race saver, uh, the race saver series has done a great job the last uh, six months of trying to add more money and more contingency prizes and, and stuff like that to the event so that it's not just, uh, all right, give us your pit pass and, and hopefully the, uh, the payout purse will, will help you get up and down the road. Uh, 40 gallons of free fu- fuel uh, has got to be helping a lot of these teams. Well, uh, if you read the article about how they're doing everything and setting it all up, you know, obviously they got to have a, uh, a dry fuel cell when they go through tech, uh, you know, various other things they talked about. But they said then they can come over and they can get all 40 gallons of fuel at once. They can get it at 20 gallons at a time. They'll keep track of it. Mm-hmm. Anything above and beyond the 40 gallons uh, is $4 a gallon, which means they're giving $160 worth of fuel to each team, which in my calculations, that hits 16 grand at 100 vehicles. Yeah, I, I need to check it again. But last time I knew there was 112 uh, pre-registered cars. I did not see how many actually went through tech inspection on Wednesday, but. And I mean, I'm sure there's a little bit of profit in there. So that's probably not exactly what it's costing them, but it's still yeah. going to cost them a chunk of change, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, thanks for doing it. Like, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah, that's about all I can say. I'm not a sprint car guy, but on behalf of the sprint car guys, you know, thanks for stepping up to the pump, so to speak. And, uh, uh, putting that out there. I, I just think it's a great deal for, for everybody. I completely agree. It, they're doing a great job. I, I really appreciate them stepping up and doing this. Um, Cause I, I think it's going to help a lot of teams on that deciding factor. When we're, we were walking into this week and they've had a long season and the budget is stretched as we get, uh, get down to the end of the point season at a lot of tracks and championships are decided. Um, if the registration didn't cost them anything, which this year, I believe it cost 20 bucks. Uh, you know, they're not out a lot of money if they decide to stay home, but this is, Hey, you know, we're, they're offsetting $160 worth of our cost by giving us 40 gallons of free fuel. And it's also motivating these guys to make sure their cars are, are legal. Cause it said you must uh, pass pre-tech inspection. Any failure will result in, um, in you uh, forfeiting your fuel. So it, it motivates these guys to make sure their cars are buttoned up and no funny business is going on. Yeah, well, I I don't think too many cars with the uh, the tech that's pretty intense on this pre pre race tech for the nationals is pretty intense. So I don't think there's going to be, you know, I don't think there's usually too many guys running into trouble there. I know there's a couple every year, but every once in a while, and it's usually not during pre tech. It's usually post race inspection that we've got uh, one or two disqualifications throughout the weekend. Well, they're um, not going to disqualify somebody in pre-tech. They're just going to make them fix something. Right. Correct. Exactly. You're right. Yep. Uh, but uh, I don't remember. I just don't remember too many big problems being found in the pre-tech over the last several years. Yeah. So I think you're right. Uh, on Tuesday, Eagle announced no registration fee for support classes at the Race Saver Nationals. 
On Friday, hobby stocks are going to pay 250 to win and 75 to start. On Saturday, sport mods are going to pay 300 to win and 100 to start. And on Sunday, stock cards are going to pay 350 to win and 100 to start. $100 A feature mystery position bonus for each support class each night. Uh, that's going to be sponsored by Dan Jackson Racing. So I'd love to give Dan a hard time on the microphone, but he's one of those guys that I just cannot, absolutely cannot wait to, to for him to win a feature because that interview is going to be fun. And there's going to be a lot of beer to drink, but uh, kudos on Dan Jackson for uh, ponying up and paying an extra $100 to the mystery position uh, for each support class each night of the Race Saber Nationals. Speaking of that, uh, it all kicks off Thursday with uh, practice and uh, the Race Fuels Race of Champions qualifying races. Uh, grandstand gates are going to open up at five o'clock practice and hot laps will run from six to eight 45. There'll be about a 15 minute break. They may rework the racetrack and then they're going to do the race jugs, race of champions, qualifying races starting at nine o'clock. Uh, after the races are over with, there is a special meet and greet with, uh, a lot of, uh, uh, important people. And I apologize. I didn't get the entire list from Tom Grasso, but and, uh, and everybody that's involved in putting it together with uh, Racine and Roger. Uh, I do know that Stan Caesar and Jack Dover are going to be a part of it. And um, I know they're working on securing some other drivers. So if there's any more reason why you need to come out Thursday, it's $3 to get in. It's practice night. I get it. And there's going to be four or five qualifying races that night for the uh, race of champions. But uh, then you can go into the pits after the races and the melon bar will be open. And that's where the... Uh, meet and greet will happen is going to be at the uh, the new Mellon Bar permanent building. So um, that's a strong encouragement of reason why you guys should come down on Thursday. And then Friday, it's going to be uh, hobby stocks and sprint cars. Um, all registered sprint cars that are in there are all checked in sprint cars. They're going to race. They'll do a shoot. I think 13, 12 or 13 heat races, depending on how many cars. Um and then uh, all the creature features, top nine finishing positions from Friday's race will be the first three starting rows. And don't forget, they're starting three wide on Saturday or on Sunday. So uh, then sun Saturday, we come back, we'll race uh, and I'll do it all over again, minus the nine cars that have already qualified and the anybody that may have uh, destroyed their car on Friday night's action. We'll do it all over again, heat races and the creature features. Again, top nine, we'll move on to Sunday's A feature. We'll qualify. They'll start positions 10 through uh, through 18. And then on Sunday, uh, we'll finish her all up. We'll do uh, last chance qualifiers. And, oh, I forgot to mention on Saturday is sport mods. Then Sunday is stock cars for your support class. And um, Saturday, the races start at 6 o'clock. Sunday, the races start at... 6:30. So we start just a little bit later on Sunday. So there's a lot going on with uh with everything. Um post-race live entertainment, karaoke, melon bar is going to be open. Uh I'm getting the final details put together for the cornhole tournament. I got into a little bit of trouble because I put out the uh flyer and uh I had some details wrong on there. So I had to pull it off social media and uh and we're gonna try it again. But uh $20 to get in. It's a two-day event, and uh Saturday is when we start at 10 a.m. There's gonna be a uh, Bloody Mary bar, limited beer, and I'm going to try to get some high noons in there, of course. Uh, but uh, you're going to play three games, and based on your uh, win-loss and total points scored, it sets you up for seeding on Sunday. 
And then at 10 a.m. on Sunday, we'll do it all over again, but we'll do the double elimination tournament. So you are guaranteed to play at least five games for 20 bucks and you should have a good time. I also throw a hundred dollar bounty out there for um, Ethan Barrow because uh, he's won almost every, I believe every year of the cornhole tournament at the race saver nationals. So I'm trying to get uh, somebody else in there to win it. Um, does he get the bounty if nobody beats him? He does. Yeah. I'm not going to play that game. I'm not going to say, Oh no. If, if he goes and bees a champion again, he gets a hundred bucks along with the $200 uh, prize money. So everybody get out to the race saver nationals this weekend at Eagle. It's going to be an awesome time. Uh, find all the information on the um, Eagle raceway Facebook page, the big flyer. That's got all the details. Dirk, you got anything else for us? Uh, no, I think we pretty much got her covered for this weekend. All right. Sounds good. Uh, we'll have some special episodes coming out later uh, this weekend as uh, we cover the race saver nationals for Dirk Houston. I'm Dan Taylor. This has been the front stretch presented by Joe's carting. We all have that coworker that runs their mouth off at how great they are. They shot a five under par, 95 mile an hour fastball, bench press 375, brah. Wouldn't you love to shut them up by schooling them at Joe's Karting? Council Bluffs premier indoor karting track, professionally designed so each corner is your opportunity to embarrass your coworker. Call Buddy for your next company outing at 712-256-5278. Joe's Karting, white knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue next to AMC 17. Quaker Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs continues to offer the best wings, burgers, and steaks seven days a week, along with great daily specials. Mondays are Kids Night, where kids eat for just 99 cents with the purchase of an adult entree. Tuesdays is All You Can Eat Wings Night for just $17. Enjoy a half rack of baby back ribs for just $13.50 on Wednesdays, and you choose on Thursdays for just $12. You can pick between 15 fried shrimp, a pickup cheeseburger, 15 breaded wings, or six boneless wings. Check out Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs on Facebook for all their daily specials. Get too quick to steak and lube.